And joining us now, it is Eric Moody, fantasy sports and betting writer at ESPN. And before we get into the conference championships and his fantasy NBA uh, rankings, because I have questions, Eric, I got to ask, um, and it's a personal question, but uh, you can even just give a range. How old are you? Expecting to get that question, but uh, we'll just say that I'm in. <laughs> we'll just say that I'm in my early forties. <laughs> okay, okay, now perfect. And, and I bring this up because you put out two tweets that reminded uh-huh. me of being 14 years old. You tweet out back in the day. Did anyone out there look forward to going to Pizza Hut for lunch or dinner? Hell yes, the Pizza Hut buffet. <laughs> Yes. The Pizza Hut all-you-can-eat buffet for lunch was wonderful, and it ruined my high school afternoon because there's no way I could uh, focus. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, I always like uh, tweeting out uh, like kind of 1990s, uh, early 2000s, like nostalgia. Yeah, so that was one where I was just thinking, you know what? I really miss those uh, those dine-in Pizza Hut locations. It was really uh, all about the experience. They're, they're so far and few between these days. Oh, yeah, and then, like, I would just nap the rest of the afternoon. And the other one, you sent out a picture of an arcade called Aladdin's Castle. Uh, I'm old, and you're right, I'm old enough to remember when birthday parties at Aladdin's Castle. And for us, it was uh, it was Wizards. It was the Wizards Castle, and it Stop, was yes. at Cl- Cloverdale Mall in Etobicoke here uh, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So we had the ex- – and I saw your picture. I'm like, wait a minute. That's the uh, that looks exactly like the arcade I used to go to. Oh yeah, no, those were those are great days. You know where the uh, where the arcade was uh, like when you wanted to play video games. That's where you would go before all oh, the yeah. systems got really advanced and you know the top of the line graphics at the arcade and plus just the synergy of playing you know games with others, especially the one on one fighting games. You know that that time frame cannot be like replicated these days unfortunately it's uh you know those were the days i guess i'll say <laughs> oh yeah hell is a hundred percent yes all right we'll go to the nfl then i actually want to do a bunch of basketball with you um how much for you like the the short sample size of the playoffs how much of it can impact what your uh fantasy football draft rankings will be next year like do you do you watch any of this and go oh okay that guy is better than i thought that guy is maybe worse than i thought yeah, I think the one thing that I look for, especially when you look at fantasy, you know, football rankings, it really just comes down to, you know, what players like really elevated themselves in the postseason. And so I look at players that have had, you know, some tremendous performances and see see if that'll translate going into next year. I know one player that comes to mind is uh, I'm thinking about Jalen Hurts with the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I know his uh, regular season kind of ended uh, like on a on a sour note because of the shoulder injury. But we were reminded last week, you know, once he had that bye week to let the shoulder, you know, improve and get better, that he's an MVP caliber player, you know, when healthy. So he's someone that I'd be shocked isn't selected, you know, as a top three fantasy quarterback going into the 2023 season. Oh, yeah. And just, uh, I mean, it's funny. He was drafted like high in the first round in our draft and no one batted an eye. You know, like mm-hmm. no one was like, oh, that is a mistake. Everyone's like, yep, that makes complete sense. Um, moving over to the NBA, I was looking at your fantasy rankings. Now, this was last updated on the 23rd. I want to do, I want to start with a CanCon, a Canadian content addition to this. One positive, one negative. At the beginning of the year, did you think you would have Shea Gilgus Alexander within your top 10? You have him ranked at number eight. Yeah, he was someone that 
I was definitely very open to drafting like ahead of his average draft position or ADP just because the opportunity, you know, that he had ahead of him going into the season. But I'm mean, like, you have to admit, I'm like, he, he's truly like exceeded expectations like with the Thunder this year. And it's really comes down to the second half of the season. Uh, if they end up giving him some, we'll say some, some DNPs, you know, do not plays for certain reasons, <laughs> you know, as we uh, yes. like, try to get ready to get that oh. high draft pick. But he's, but he's someone you, you, you have to be happy with the statistical results that he's giving you from the fantasy lens. And someone I would just continue to hold for the rest of the season unless you get like a really lion's share massive deal in return. Oh, yeah, and uh, eventually he will get uh, upper side soreness, which, of course, there is no known cure for, and he'll have to sit six to eight weeks. Uh, on the <laughs> other end, uh, another Canadian, R.J. Barrett, is all the way down at 115, and I'm not going to attack you as a proud Canadian. I'm more going to ask, like, to me, R.J. Barrett, certainly from a fantasy perspective, unless he's playing the Raptors, isn't, you know, just hasn't, he hasn't lived up to the high draft and the high expectations. I'm wondering how you view the stock of R.J. Barrett. Yeah, the one thing with, with Barrett, you know, that I've noticed is that I'm like, if you're, especially if you're in a category format, I'm like, he's going to give you points and triples, but not really that much outside of that. And he's also someone I think that's a better fit for like fantasy points leagues rather than category leagues. And I just don't see that being anything that is going to change soon. And you look at that uh, New York Knicks team, I'm like, they've got a, a ton of offensive playmakers and, and stuff that are on that team. And just when I look at his usage rate, he's not someone that, you know, I'm, I'm aggressively optimistic on, but when he's shooting the ball well, you know, he, he's good in, in points leagues, I would say. Pascal Siakam, you have ranked at 32nd. Uh, now time to be a thin-skinned Raptors fan. Eric Moody, <laughs> fantasy sports and betting writer at ESPN. Why do you hate Pascal Siakam, the Toronto Raptors? So you're saying that I hate them? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or, of course not. I, I love Siakam. And I would say if you were going to uh, give him a grade, like, for this year, just given how that Raptors team has performed, you know, he's someone that I would that I would give, like, an A. I'm like, this is the guy that's average, you know, 25.2 points, you know, 8.2 rebounds. Um, you know, he gives you a dash of steals and blocks. I'm like, he's performed very well for fantasy managers uh, this season. It's just unfortunate that the team surrounding him – it's not the best, and plus they've been nope. very inconsistent. You know, even with guys like Fred Van Vliet, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it, it has been, it, of course, tongue-in-cheek with that question. It has been disappointing, and I think if, oh, you yeah. had told, if you had told me at the beginning of the year that Scotty Barnes would be 72nd, and by the way, that is properly rated. My point is not where you have him in your fantasy update, but more that of the promise and the guy we saw who won Rookie of the Year. I think a lot of people exactly. would, would have expected higher than 72nd. Yeah, and I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, he's kind of in the midst, I guess I, I would say, a you know, sophomore slump. And uh, he's someone that you know hasn't really inconsistent this season, but there is reason for optimism because he has played uh, very well here recently. Hopefully, keep my fingers crossed that that trend will continue for the rest of the regular season. Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, would you try to trade him now if he's on your fantasy team? Because for the first time in ages, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, both are back, and maybe that impacts his usage. No, I would hold on to, to Giannis, and I think with having you know Middleton back actually helps Giannis for the rest of the season. And plus, I like their schedule uh, when you're looking ahead to the fantasy playoffs. So I think Giannis is going to continue to be a player that's going to help 
uh, in position, I would say to help position fantasy managers to win a championship. So he's someone that I would hold unless, again, unless you're getting, you know, uh, in, in, I'll say an insane deal in return, I would hold Giannis. And last question. I, I know no one's ever shocked at what LeBron does, but at that age, putting up over 40 points as he did last night in the loss to the Clippers, I mean, I, I, how do you view that? For, like, for you, are you at all shocked by this, or are you just numb to it? No, I, I would say I'm, I'm not shocked because you look at LeBron James, right? I mean, this is a guy that is, is rumored to spend about $1.5 million a year on his body to keep father time at bay. So he's 38 years old. I'm like, this is a player who's averaged 30.2 points, 8.5 rebounds, and 6.9 assists per game this season. You look at James, I'm like, he's the oldest, oldest player to average 30 points at any point in a season in NBA history. Furthermore, if you look at James, like in fantasy, he's someone that uh, a lot of fantasy managers were kind of writing off heading into this season, saying that, hey, I'd rather not draft LeBron James at his average draft position, but he's someone who's exceeded expectations. I think the big takeaway, if you're looking at this, you know, from like a real-life NBA perspective or fantasy, is that I think when researching and looking into players, especially those that are older, I think it's important to understand how they take care of themselves physically during the offseason. I think that's a good way to identify some outliers in fantasy. Always appreciate Eric. Follow the man on Twitter at Eric and Moody. Read his work at ESPN and uh and if you get a chance, hopefully get one of those systems where you can you can get like all the old school arcade games on your TV and spend five <laughs> to six hours seeing how you can do against Galaga or some of the WWF wrestling games from the early nineties. Got you got you gotta love it, yeah. So if you like nineteen nineties nostalgia, definitely follow me. Looking forward to interacting with everyone. Hey, thanks again for the invite. Looking forward to the next time. Absolutely. Take care. That is Eric Moody from ESPN.